Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Search the Scriptures is exactly what we do in this program. If you're listening for the very first time, we're so thankful you're there. And it is our prayer that you will quickly come to realize as you listen along with us that we do dig deep into God's Word. We look at it in depth and in detail but we try to explain what is really being taught there, what is really being communicated from God through the inspired writers in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your life. We encourage you to tell others about the program. You see, the more we get into God's word, the stronger our faith becomes because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We want to help people get to heaven. We want to help you learn God's word and thereby his will for your life more and more. And ultimately, our prayer is that as you study with us more and more, that your faith will grow stronger and stronger and deeper and deeper. And that ultimately, you will want to come to God, not just part of the way, but you'll want to come to him all of the way in your life. Through Jesus Christ, his Son, our Lord and Savior, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Christ, and surrendering to him in baptism, being buried with him in those waters of baptism, forgiven through the blood that he shed on the cross at that point, reborn spiritually, made new, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, spiritually, and beginning to walk a new life in Christ being saved. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. What a blessing that God offers us through the gospel of Christ. Forgiveness, redemption, salvation, eternal life, a new start on life. Now, we want to encourage you to go to our website and tell others to do the same. Churchofchrist.com. Churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the homepage to our email uh, to our podcast link. Click on that and sign up for our podcasting. It is free. It always will be free. We're not after people's wallets. We want to help people get to heaven. Sign up for our podcasting, and you will automatically receive to your smart device whether that's your smartphone or computer or laptop or pad or tablet or whatever it might be, you'll automatically receive every day, Monday through Friday, our program, Search the Scriptures. Then, if you cannot listen one day, you can download it and listen listen to it at your convenience. If your schedule prohibits you from being able to hear at the times that it is aired, even though it's aired several times a day, Monday through Friday, you can still download it and listen to it when you do have the time. And you can encourage others to do so. And you can share those, those, those programs with others as well. But you'll also receive a Monday, a seven-day-a-week short Bible study about 13 minutes each day called Today's Bible Class. And you'll receive all of our sermons Sunday morning Bible class, Wednesday night Bible class, and you'll have access at our website to hundreds of sermons and also hundreds of 
scripturally based and spiritually focused articles that you can download, read, and study through on your own. And we also offer, always, a free Bible study through the postal mail. You can contact us. We'll tell you how to do that at the end of the program. But you can also contact us through our website by clicking on the email link. Or you can call us at 402-498-8397. And you can ask for the free Bible study. We'll send it to you. We'll take care of the postage. And that way you can study on your own in the privacy of your own home. All of that is available to you for free. And it always will be free. Again, we're not after your wallet. We want to help you get to heaven. We're going to finish up this particular section of our study on the existence of God. And we have been asking the question throughout this, this study, and this is the fourth section of this series. There'll be one more to come after this one. We've been asking the question, does it make sense to believe in God? Should we believe in God? Can we believe in God? Well, of course, long since by now, the answer to that is obviously yes. Not only can we believe in God, not only does it make sense to believe in God, but it is compelling, the evidence is compelling that we believe in God. Now we've talked about, in one section, the fact of morality. For morality to exist and be something that we can have confidence in, there has to be a moral lawgiver. And that moral lawgiver has to be absolutely moral himself. That's God. It's not humanity. It's not government. Because we're all over the place. We're wishy-washy. We change with the wind. But God is absolutely, totally moral all the time. Another section, we talked about goodness. How do you define goodness except by God? God is totally good, always righteous, all the time. Now again, we cannot go by mankind's standards because we, again, are all over the place. We decide upon goodness based upon feelings or our own thoughts and Different ones of us have different feelings and different thoughts, and then even each individual one of us are prone to change our feelings and thoughts with time. But God is consistent. He is always good all the time. True goodness is based upon God. Then we talked about Bible facts. Facts that are listed in the scriptures that are scientific in nature, that were written in ancient times, far ancient times, thousands of years before, through our own learning and development and reasoning, we came to learn those facts. Facts that were not believed back then. It took us thousands of years to learn them, but they're right there in the scriptures, such as the earth is round. God hung the earth on nothing. Talks about the horizon, the earth being round. Well, see, those, a number of those, and we did not cover all of the ones we could have, but they're right there in those way back, far ancient writings when mankind did not know those things. And it took us, as humanity, thousands of years to learn them, 
but they're right there in the scriptures. How did those writers, those ancient writers, know those things? God. All scripture is God's very word. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16. In this section, and we'll bring this section to a close today, we're talking about design. Design in the universe. Design in this world in which we live. And we have just barely touched a sampling of the evidences of obvious design all around us. And yet what we have talked about demonstrates emphatically that there is obvious design, intricate design in the universe, in this world. Now we could talk about the design that is obvious within physical life. We could get personal and talk about the human body, all of our different systems, our circulatory system, our pulmonary system. We could talk about the intricate design of how we breathe, how our heart, how our heart beats, the incredible, incredible computer that is our brain that works on chemical action. <laughs> Again, and how efficient it is and how quick it is. And just amazing. We could look at all of that. We could talk about the intricate design that goes into blood clotting after we've cut our finger and how if that intricate design were interrupted, then we would bleed to death. But we haven't really gone into all of that. We've just kind of touched the, the hem of the surface, so to speak, the hem of the garment, just barely gotten into all of these different obvious factors of design, the sun being just the right distance from the earth to sustain life on this earth as we know it, the incredible design dealing with the earth rotating on its axis at a thousand miles per hour at the equator, exactly the right speed to sustain the growing seasons that we need to produce food on this earth. And at the same time, as we're spinning on that axis at 1,000 miles per hour, we're orbiting in a huge circle around the sun at 70,000 miles an hour. And that as we make that long circle around the sun once a year to complete it, the earth only deviates from a straight line by one-ninth of an inch every 18 miles. If it was one-eighth of an inch, we'd burn up we'd be too close to the sun. If it was one-tenth of an inch, we'd freeze to death. We'd be too far from the sun. One-ninth of an inch every 18 miles as we make that long circular orbit around the sun once every year. Design. Design, design, design. Obvious design. The Hebrews writer said in Hebrews 3 and verse 4, every house is built by someone. Houses don't just happen on their own. They don't just come into being out of nothing, and they certainly don't become put together by random chance. They're built by someone. They're designed by someone, intelligent design. Then the Hebrews writer goes on and says, but he who built all things is God. God is the designer behind the world, the universe in which we live. 
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1 and verse 1. And the rest of chapter 1 of the book of Genesis goes into detail as to how God created, how he designed all that we see around us in such an orderly fashion. God, the Lord of heaven and earth, made the world and everything in it. In Acts chapter 14 and verse 15, Acts chapter 14 and verse 15, we read this. And saying, men, why are you doing these things? We also are men with the same, same nature as you and preach to you that you should turn from these useless things to the living God who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and all things that are in them. Now, Paul was teaching people who were idol worshipers. We could say superstitious. They were worshiping images, objects, most of which were by their own design and crafting. And yet they were bowing, after they had put them together, after they had crafted them in whatever shape or form or fashion that they wanted, then they would drop down on their knees and pray to them, worship them as gods. Now that's rather strange, isn't it? We might say rather silly and absurd. You create something and then you bow down to it and pray to it as a god? Paul says you need to get away from those things. You need to... You need to Stop doing these kinds of things, and you should turn from these useless things to the living God who made the heaven and the earth, the sea, and all things that are in them. That's what makes sense. That's logical. That's reasonable. Because we're talking about an intelligent designer necessarily being behind intelligent design, and that designer is God. In Acts chapter 17, in verse 24, God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. God is spirit. He's not flesh and bones. He made everything. He does not need a physical structure in which to dwell, like a house or a building or a shelter of some kind. God made everything we see around us. In Psalm 19 and verse 1, the psalmist wrote, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. How does it show that? The intricate detail of design and how it interacts and functions together in such a synchronous fashion. When we turn to the book of Romans, we look beginning with verse, in chapter 1, beginning with verse 19. The Apostle Paul stated in logical fashion, because what may be known of God is manifest or observable in them, for God has shown it to them, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, God being spirit, but his existence is obvious through what he has created clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal Godhood and power, so that they are without excuse. How did everything come into being? By random chance? Somehow something came from nothing? Chaos produced order? 
scientifically absurd. God is the creator. God created all that we see in this world and in the universe around us. We look at the Hebrews writer again. This time we look at chapter 11 and verse 3. And this is a definition of what real faith is. Faith is, by faith we understand the, the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And in the first verse, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We see all of this intricate detail in design of all that we see around us, the universe working together so well, the earth on which we live and life thereon, interacting with each other in such synchronous ways, in such precision and dependent, interdependent upon each other for life and for functioning. All of that did not just happen. All of that could not just happen by random chance, out of nothing, just all of a sudden it exists in such intricate, interdependent detail and functioning. No, that, that's, again, scientifically absurd. And so faith, real faith, is based upon substance, is based upon evidence, and it is through that faith that we understand that everything we see around us was made by God. In Mark chapter 10 and verse 6, that includes us. The idea, the understanding, the reality that we were created by God, we are here as part of God's creation from the beginning of the creation, Mark 10 and verse 6. Again, remember, Hebrews 3 and verse 4, every house is built by someone. Houses don't just happen on their own or out of nothing or just appear all of a sudden. They're built by someone. And to build a house is to work off of a design. And the design is the result of an intelligent designer. The verse goes on and says, but he who built all things is God. God is the intelligent designer behind this world, life in this world, and behind the design that is so obvious within the universe around us. And ultimately, in which we live as we live in this world, which is set in this universe. When we look at Luke chapter 6, Luke chapter 6, verses 48 and 49, notice what our Lord himself said. Luke chapter 6, verses 48 and 49. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house, and it could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. Why? Because it was designed to be built on a solid foundation of rock. Now the contrast is verse 49. He who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth, in other words, just on the dirt, without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, 
and the ruin of that house was great. Not sufficient design went into the building of that house. It was not built on a foundation sufficient to withstand the rigors of the elements around it. And it fell. Design demands a designer. In Isaiah chapter 40, beginning with verse 21, notice what the prophet wrote. And he's writing God's word. Isaiah 40, beginning with verse 21. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. God. God is that designer. God is that builder. Here is Isaiah the prophet writing thousands of years before we figured out that the earth is round. (laughs) And he's got it right down there, the circle of the earth. Verse 22 of Isaiah chapter 40. God guided him to write the truth on that matter. All we have to do to recognize God's hand in building the universe, in creating this earth to sustain life, and in designing everything herein on this earth in which we live, is to simply observe the masterful design within it all. And when we recognize and admit that masterful design, then that in itself is compelling evidence to recognize the master designer behind the masterful design. And that designer is God. Share these studies with people who might not have the depth of faith to be confident in God. Help them see from the logical reasoning that we have used the compelling nature of the, ele- of, the, of the evidence that we've presented, and that being just a small sampling that would lead us, guide us, require us to believe in God. We'll take up the last section of this study next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for loving us. Thank you for being patient with us even in our ignorance and even in our rebellion against you, giving us time to learn and come to our senses and to repent and to come to you for forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. Help people everywhere see their need to do this. Help people everywhere see the reasonableness to believe in you as their creator and help them to come to you in repentance and obedience. We pray, Father. We pray for forgiveness. Please hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.